This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 205-inch. On this episode, we deep dive into Weird the Al Yankovic story with production designer Dan Butts in part three of our interview. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hey, Dave, you're back. It's really you. Yes, I am back. It is really me. How was your vacation? Oh, it was so great. And believe me, it was very well needed. So I trust that everything went smoothly with the podcast while I was out and recovering from the said vacation over the past few weeks. Well, actually, the Dave AI that we were using to perfectly replicate your voice was kind of malfunctioning a bit. Really? I thought Frank tested that thing thoroughly. What happened? Well, for one, it started rambling incoherently about pizza toppings and Warlord Cow Cow's victory at the Battle of Nanpi. What? Get it. Let me see that. Oh, here's the problem. It was set on food in China's Eastern Han Dynasty mode. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Phew! Well, should we just use the Dave AI for the rest of this episode? Sure, whatever. Okay, perfect timing, because now it's time for... What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News! Weird the Al Yankovic story will finally be available to watch without commercials. Well, technically, it was already available to watch without commercials, you know, at its various screenings and through international physical releases, but this will be the easiest way for most of our North American listeners to finally watch it. All right, so the first date you need to know is November 10th. That is when the film will drop to purchase digitally from wherever you purchase your digital movies. And the next date you need to know is December 12th. That's the official release date for Weird on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K. Shout Factory is producing and releasing the physical releases. And if that name sounds familiar, that's because Shout Factory has been very good to Weird Al fans, previously releasing UHF on DVD and Blu-ray, The Weird Al Show on DVD, and The Complete Al on DVD. While there have yet to be any announcements on the special features included, the Shout Factory website does say extras in progress and will be announced at a later date. Now, some of the previous Weird Al-related releases via Shout Factory, namely the UHF 25th Anniversary DVD and Blu-ray, included a limited edition poster, so we are very excited to see what extras they may come up with this time. And Ethan, since we're speculating... What would you like to see included with this release? Well, I'd love to see them do some more Weird Al Hawaiian shirts. I'd love to see a Steelbook version. And, oh, it would be really cool if we could finally get a Weird Al Yankovic branded mini accordion. How neat would that be? Oh, I doubt that'll happen. This past weekend, the 6th Annual Mike Waringo Comic Book Industry Awards were held as part of Baltimore Comic Con. We won't bore you with all the winners and nominees, so we'll just skip to the good part. Our favorite graphic novel took home an award. Yeah, the illustrated Al. The Songs of Weird Al Yankovic won the 2023 Ringo Award for Best Humor Comic. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations to all involved with the Illustrated Al. In other Z2 Comics news, for those who order the super deluxe edition of the Illustrated Al, the Weird Al Yankovic branded mini accordion that was advertised to come with that package 
still has not shipped. Additionally, while pre-orders started in May 2022 and the accordions were supposed to arrive in November 2022, in December 2022, purchasers were alerted that they would be sent out in March 2023. Well, that was six months ago and there have been no further updates over the past nine months. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll make a steelbook version of this. If you happen to be in Washington State this month, make sure you visit Hobby Hall at the Washington State Fair in Puyallup. There you will find a bodacious Weird Al fan art display on exhibit curated by our close personal friend Kenneth Gwynnup with the help of our close personal friend Javier Valdez. And if for some wild and wacky reason you can't make it to Washington State, you can check out some pictures and videos of this fun and unique artwork over on our Facebook group, group.2000inch.com. And look closely, you might even catch some Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast references. There have been a number of sad updates since our last episode, so let's just get right into what's happening in sad and unfortunate news. It has come to our attention that... Weird Al tour driver Jim Conway has passed away. Our understanding is that Jim drove on the Alpocalypse tours in 2012 and 2013, as well as the Mandatory World Tour in 2016. We know a lot of Weird Al's touring family were very close with Jim, so our hearts go out to all of you. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in peace, Jim Conway. Steve Harwell, the former frontman of the band Smash Mouth, has also passed away. Smash Mouth's song Walking on the Sun is featured in the Running with Scissors polka medley Polka Power. The song All Star by Smash Mouth was covered by Weird Al and his band on the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour of 2018, as well as the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour in 2022 and 2023. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Steve Harwell. Bob Barker, former longtime host of The Price is Right, passed away at age 99. The Price is Right, Ite, Ite is mentioned in the lyrics of Weird Al's song I Lost on Jeopardy as released on Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. From all of us here at Dave Nathan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Bob Barker. And please remember to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Musician Jimmy Buffett also passed away. And on his Blue Sky account, Weird Al had this to say. The number of people in pop music who wear Hawaiian shirts and write songs about food just got noticeably smaller. You know, when I heard the news of Jimmy Buffett's passing, it reminded me of this time that I saw Weird Al in New York City. Now, there was what I considered to be an unusually high number of people wearing Hawaiian shirts as we headed to the concert. And later we found out that there also was a Jimmy Buffett concert happening nearby at the same time. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Jimmy Buffett. And speaking of cheeseburgers in paradise, this episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit BurritoSquare.com and WizardBurger.com to order ahead. And now it's time for what's happening in John Bermuda Schwartz What a Guy related news. 
Drummer extraordinaire John Bermuda Schwartz appeared as a special guest on the Dictionary Podcast. Now that name sounds familiar to you. It's because both Dave and I were previously guests on the Dictionary Podcast as well. Bermuda sits down with our friend Spencer Parks and covers the words from ear to earache. To put this episode in your ears, head over to SPE. J-A-M-P-A-R dot podbean dot com. And that's not all, because Bermuda sat in for this song, Buddy Holly, on the August 20th Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machines live-streamed concert. But no, he didn't play on the song Buddy Holly, he just quite literally sat in. Oh, like those concerts we saw last fall where Bermuda sat in on You Don't Love Me Anymore? Exactly. All right, let's check out what's happening in David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast Related News. For those who enjoy following along with our adventures on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour, we have some excellent news for you. In case you missed it, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 46 Centimeter and Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 47 Centimeter were recently released to all listeners via our normal podcast channels. Those reviews cover two Ethan-only shows from earlier this year in Springfield, Illinois and Saginaw, Michigan. And for for our Patreon family, you can also listen to Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 48 Centimeter right now, which covers Detroit, Michigan. But wait, there's more! Patreon supporters can also check out Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 49 Centimeter right now. It's the episode where Dave and I review a concert that neither of us were at. How does that even work? Well, you'll have to tune in over at patreon.com slash 2000inch to find out. And remember, our Patreon family gets to hear each and every bonus episode early, so sign up now and get in on all the fun. And in Dave and Ethan, but not Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast-related news, Dave, you and I recently recorded with Ryan Rogers of the Jurassic Park cast talking about all things Weird Al and Jurassic Park and dinosaurs and... For some reason, the song Frank's 2,000-inch TV? Yeah, Ryan let us know that our episode should be dropping tomorrow, September 14th, so be sure to watch group.2000inch.com for a link to listen. Or just subscribe to his podcast, uh, Parkcast, by heading over to jurassicparkcast.blogspot.com. That's J-U-R-A-S-S-I-C-K-P-A-R-K-C-A-S-T. On behalf of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, we'd like to share the following message in advance of our interview with Weird the Al Yankovic Story production designer Dan Butts amid the current Hollywood strikes. We have not been contacted by Roku or by anyone requesting promotion of the film Weird the Al Yankovic Story of any kind. We want to state that while we are discussing the film Weird the Al Yankovic Story, we are in no way promoting the film nor showing support for film studios that do not support the writers and actors currently on strike. The intention of this podcast is to create an entertaining archive of information about Weird Al and his career, life, and supporters for both entertainment and informational purposes. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast supports the WGA and SAG and all creatives in the film industry and beyond. Can't wait to hear more from Dan Butts about his work on Weird Al Yankovic Story. Well, let's pick up his interview right where we left off last episode. So while we're still with young Al, I know you're doing more, you know, the design work of the of the sets and stuff. But when it comes to something like the accordions that they're using and smashing, is that something that you worked on? Yeah, that was actually the first thing I did on this show. Really? Um, well, because 
it was so funny because I, I didn't even think about this until you just brought that up. But um, that was the first conversation I had with Al was he was like, um, the accordions are really important. And I was like, obviously. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, they're they're like really important. I uh, I wanted to be like this. And so I was like, OK, so I went back and I looked at his accordions and he had a few as a kid. Um, and I found this this man, this older man in the, the deep valley of <laughs> L.A. Um, who he taught accordion, accordion and he had accordions for sale. And I went to visit him and he was like, oh, Al's been here many times. Oh, like, of, of course oh, wow. he has. <laughs> um, and so this guy was like, it was amazing because he had rooms just full of them. And so I brought the pictures. I spent like hours there and I was like, what do you think? Like, this is what this is. Like, you know, it has a mother of pearl fret, but it has these different keys. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's this. And Al (laughs) also had all there was also like weird tech stuff that Al told me where like, you know, he uses accordions like no other accordion player does. And also on tour he has to carry them around and do all these crazy things with them. So he uses like a slightly smaller version of a regular accordion. So he told me that he's like, it should be this. Um, and then the hard part was you had to find doubles because obviously we, we destroy one. Right. So you had to have two and that's very difficult in the, in our world, in the art department world, um, dealing with something vintage because, you're so excited when you find one and then you're like, I gotta find two, uh, if not more. And so we found a perfect one from this guy. And then, um, we just searched through eBay and Facebook marketplace and all the other places you look. And we found another one that was very close. And then, um, our prop guy, JM, uh, he, he made like the little changes to make it like kind of a perfect match. And then this other guy from the Valley, the old accordion guy, he, he randomly had pieces. I was like, I need a bunch of keys and pieces I could like throw. (laughs) And he was like, I don't know what you crazy kids are doing. Yeah, sure. (laughs) And so he sold us a bunch of that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, um, the hard part was Al was like, it can't make any noise. I'm like, okay what does that involve and so it's so funny like our job is so great because you know like okay then we got to find out like what make what makes an accordion make noise <laughs> so you have to go in and take take that part out because you know you're gonna put music over it i think it was for the um the party scene okay um because Okay. You know, yeah. the actor was going to like act like he was playing like crazy, but it wouldn't actually be that music or whatever. Um, on the other hand, as sure as you heard, like Daniel actually learned how to play yeah. the accordion, which was <laughs> banana yeah, taste. Amazing. I remember when I first started Al's show, he's like, look at this. And it was, uh, it was a recording that Daniel had done in London of, uh, of him practicing he would send al these like what about the how's this i'm like i'm like my mind was just like blown i was like that's daniel radcliffe learning the accordion to to work on this movie that we're doing and i was like this is nuts <laughs> so 
someone pitch me because it does not get better than this. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was he was oh, he was all in, which was great, and which I think you can see in the yeah. performance. What is the piece of the accordion that makes it makes the sound? Crap! You know, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get... edit this out. <laughs> I don't know some some musical thing and the <gasps> accordion that makes it make noise. Uh, well, we can leave we can leave that research for our uh, listeners to do. Yeah, you can ask <laughs> Al because he absolutely knows. He has like an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge, and I, I, I have to go back to my notes because he was like, "Make sure it's the blah blah blah, not the blah blah blah." <laughs> yeah, you got it, pal. <laughs> I remember we talked to like, I talked to these like special effects guys. I was like, how are you going to do this? He's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it was like super convoluted. And I think it came down to asking the old accordion guy. He's like, just take out the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Leave it to us movie people to be like, let's make this super complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing everyone with like surgeon outfits, like operating on oh, accordions. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Testing each piece of the accordion. I think the first person I talked to was like, you're going to need eight of these. I'm like, we're not getting eight of these. We have two. <laughs> How many different accordions <laughs> did you end up with? I know, you know, obviously one gets smashed. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot for, it's funny. Cause I think we used this take for a trailer, but not the movie where at the pool party he's like give me an accordion and like a bunch of accordions <laughs> right and to enter, enter <laughs> right. the frame um so we we had a lot we had a lot of different accordions i'm not sure where they ended up either i'm sure i'm guessing al has them but uh yeah we had quite a few and what you guys did to the accordions to make them not make noise is that a reversible process or <laughs> well no we had to have one that worked and one that didn't work oh okay wow um, okay so no i don't think it was i think once it was like deactivated it was deactivated <laughs> i think <laughs> i could be totally wrong gonna, i'm gonna get a bunch of angry emails from accordion people <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> i'm just the art guy um <laughs> Yeah, it's that's like the it's it's such a fun part of my job is like, oh, I get to become like a little mini expert on this for this moment. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you have to become like a detective, too. It's like, OK, well, I get to learn like what, uh, you know, what bathroom yeah. fixtures would be in the Cal Poly bathroom <laughs> of the dorm, <laughs> you know, things like that. You know, right, it's like right. just stuff you wouldn't think of that you're like, but it's it's super fun and fascinating to get into. Well, so now moving on to teenage Al, you know, we see him in a school bus and he's reading Accordion World. Did you source the bus? Did you get the magazine? How did that work? We did. We found the bus um, that was period appropriate for that time. Um, the aforementioned Lori West made the beautiful uh, magazine cover. <laughs> and then we also, I think my art director, Jack Carnavale, made the... Uh, the book cover for the book that's covering up the magazine. Okay. That, that was a funny scene. I really like, yeah. I remember reading the script the first time. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> and, and Lori, Lori and I love like talking about like, okay, how do we make 
this magazine look like how do we make the accordion magazine and we looked at like <laughs> biker magazines from that time for like i can't remember what they were called like i want to say easy writer but that doesn't make that's probably not right but um we looked at like biker magazines with like girls and their and their motorcycles um from that time period and we're like we should make it like this <laughs> And we ended up doing like I think four, three or four different covers. <laughs> I think in the apartment oh, wow. scene, you see one of the roommates actually reading it. Yeah, yep, Steve's reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it, it always makes me laugh, and especially like pausing and reading the captions on the <laughs> the magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, like that stuff. I'm like, I wish we could have gotten more into that. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I, I love that stuff so right. much. So then we find ourselves at the polka party. Although right before the the polka party, I think is when we meet Hey Boy for the first time. Did you work on oh, yeah. the Hey Boy? Hey Boy, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's awesome. Our our actually our PA, uh, this guy Sam Caswell, he. He was like, can I work on Hey Boy? <laughs> I was like, that's a weird question. I'm not going to get asked again in my life. But, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, and so he uh, he kind of, he made that. And it was funny because we did many versions of this. And it's I'm still a little upset because we did um, a version that had the mustache and the glasses that we made out of like oh. that we made out of corn husks. <laughs> I kind of liked more. Um cuz there's two versions of Hey Boy, you know, he comes he shows up later. Right. Um <laughs> and so I wanted to make a different one for the other one, but like Eric was like, "No, I think it should be the same thing." And I, you know, he, he's probably right cuz he's Eric Capel and I'm just the art guy, but, uh, <laughs> but it was super fun to make the other, make the other version as well. Uh, but yeah, our guy, Sam, like got really into it. And then it was, he was like, um, he was just doing it kind of in a vacuum on his own, uh, as his own project. And then, you know, I talked to wardrobe and I said, well, we should probably, we should get some, you know, some clothes that, uh, um, you would have. So we had like, I think the pajamas from the, fir- the first one. And then later we had to have like, um, for the jungle scene, we needed like Daniel clothes. Right. And um, <laughs> it was hilarious because they, they were like, oh, there's some other stuff that we had Daniel use, but he doesn't need anymore. So he could use that. And so we gave um, our guy, Sam, those. <laughs> and, um, I come in to check on the thing and he goes, look at this. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's wearing the pants. And he's like, Radcliffe and I are the same size. This is amazing. (laughs) And I was like, get out of Daniel's pants, dude. Uh, (laughs) He was just so excited that he was like, he was like, I wear the same size as Daniel Radcliffe. This is the best day ever. And I was like, "Can you put the plant, put the pants on the hay boy, Sam? Put the pants on the hay boy." Oh, I love um, it. So yeah, hay boy was it was so. And honestly, hey I think when I read the script first, I think 
I was crying out loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, yeah. It was so funny and so good. I was like, this is so great. It's incredible. <laughs> um, but I mean, from an art department standpoint, it's actually it should be straw boy because hay is green and straw is <laughs> yellow. But okay, that's that's yeah. for a different, that's okay. for my AFI class. I'll teach later. That's good. That might be yeah. a conspiracy theory we're going to have to add to when we do our Is Baba music video or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is, is hay boy straw boy or hay? Yeah. Hay boy does sound better. I get it. But would straw boy be made out of hay? Oh, snap. Oh. I guess we'll have to wait for the wow. sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I say. Okay, so then let's talk about the polka party scene. Amazing scene. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. You know, obviously the house is perfect. Is that another house from that same uh, row that you yeah. found? Yeah, I think it was. I can't. It was something like the Dean's house or something from that property. Um, we changed it quite a bit. We added a lot. I think we painted, um, and added like some wallpaper and things, I think. Um, but the bones of the house were great. Um, and then Laura brought in some great, uh, furniture for the set deck. And I think we had a very, we had some very specific albums. I don't think you saw them. Um, I think they mentioned one in dialogue which we had and that became like a huge clearance issue too because um they wanted very specific like um yeah records and yeah stuff. And yeah the yeah, girl like, picks, yeah. picks one or two up i think you do see the the covers yeah yeah well we had other ones behind there yeah the the girl is picking up one called whoopee john wolf <laughs> farts <laughs> And uh, the the one one that's on the shelf that you could see is Myron Florins, and yeah. it, and then you know you it, it goes on a little bit, yeah. Um, those are all very specific asks from Al. Oh wow! Um, wow, because <laughs> uh, he knows that world, yeah. And um, and that was fun, like finding those and like getting them. I thought that was just so funny too, like to have a bunch of like teenagers be like, "Oh my god, I'm so into this right now." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was that was our last night um uh of shooting actually. And what was funny about that is that same night this is a this is a random story, but um do you remember the melting head in the Of course. <laughs> okay. In the so, LSD trip. Yes, in the LSG trip, there's this Daniel's head melt. <laughs> so right. this was in an early version of the script, and the it was always the dream for Eric to be like, this should be like Raiders of the Lost Ark, when the Nazi's head like just melts. And we're yeah. like, okay, that's cool. That's super cool. And then we started researching it, and like, unbelievably, there's like, behind the scenes of like how they did that and stuff. So it, it's very complicated and very tricky. Um, so the producers immediately said, we can't do that. There's no way we can do that. We can't afford that. Scrap it. And then talking to, to Al and Eric afterward, they're like, that'd be so cool. And so I was the whole time. I'm like, we're going to do it. 
<laughs> and so I would just, I would tell, I would tell them, I'm like, we're just going to do it. And, um, we're just not going to tell the producers. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I had one of my other little secret weapons, uh, was I had this little, this artist that, um, I'd worked with a bunch named Carrie Palmetto, uh, who is a miniature artist, um, and, uh, a sculptor. And so I was like, can you do this thing for me? <laughs> so she, uh, she did the, um, the sculpture that gets broken in the mansion. Okay. Um, and I okay. think yeah, she yeah. finished it about four minutes before we shot it. Like we oh, literally wow. <laughs> ran it upstairs because she had been working all night on it. And, oh man. You know, we, I think we, you know, we couldn't pay her like what she deserved for it. It was like a fast, crazy thing she did for us as kind of a favor. So she did that. And I said, well, now that you did that, there's this other thing. <laughs> and she's like, are you effing kidding me? She's like, you want to do the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Because like, I guess in the sculpture world, they all know it. They're right, like, right. you know that's layers of like this, and then it looks like blood, and then it looks like <laughs> sinew, and then it looks like... And I'm like, I know. Can you do that? And so um, she, she made this thing. And so on the last night, as we're shooting the party scene, in the garage, we set up a camera... Oh, also Ross, the DP, he knew about this. <laughs> so we set this whole separate thing up in the garage of this house. And um, we're like, the producer's like, what is this? Like, oh, it's just kind of a test thing. We just want to, we're just going to shoot this. It, don't worry. It's another camera. It's not taking any time away from anything. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> the fire uh, officer comes up to me and goes, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, uh, just, just gonna, you know, it's just, it's your kind of, it's your normal, like head melt thing. And um, he's like, wait, what? The what? And I was like, it's okay. And so we got, um, I just brought these like heat guns that you use to like peel paint. Yeah. Um, and so we had two of those. And so we just sat there with a the time lapse and we just heated the thing and Carrie had done these great layers of wax on the thing and it just started melting and we did so we did two takes and it ended up working like really well were there and it was funny was there more than one head to do two takes there were yeah we did two heads okay um oh, wow. and i think the first one like the glasses fell wrong like you never know what's going to happen on that kind of thing um you know, with the wig and the glasses. Um, <laughs> and so like the glasses kind of were too janky on the first take and luckily the second take worked out fine, but it was so awesome to be like, <laughs> like that was some scrappy, like Mr. Show stuff. That we did there. It, was like, it was like, it's not the stuff that would happen like on a major motion picture. Cause it would have been like a, you know, $80,000 deal to like, oh, wow. well, we're going to have to set it up. But like, we're like, let's just do this. <laughs> so <laughs> we just kind of did it. And the producers were kind of like, what's happening. And, um, we're kind of like, you didn't spend any extra money on it. So like, just, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so it was just, I'm just glad it like got in the movie. And oh, it, it made, it made Eric and Al oh, happy. Yeah. So it was great. 
you know, a, a tweet that Al put out recently went viral where he talked about his daughter Nina went and visited you at your studio yeah. and you gifted her Al's melted face. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I kept I, I kept a bunch of stuff from that. I don't and it's like I found it like randomly like in a bag and I was like, What is this? It's like, Oh my god, it's Al's face. <laughs> And I was like, let's get, and so we bought a clear like canister thing. I was like, that'd be funny to put it in that. And then uh, Nina wanted to like, kind of like learn about art department and what we did and how it worked. Cause she's like super artistic. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, come on by. And so we put it together for her and I was like, oh, everyone, that, everyone that comes to the, comes to the shop here gets a bucket of owl and uh, <laughs> so it's so that it was so funny that like al because that was like hours after she was there and i was like this is so weird because like i'm getting texts from like people i haven't talked to in years and i'm like what's happening and they're like you gave a bucket of owl to somebody? <laughs> yeah well, it, like it went viral, and then all these different news outlets ran with it, and it just it became this huge story. And uh, it was so <laughs> weird. I'm like, how did you write a story based on this like tweet? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was so hilarious because my friends were like, "Oh, you should read the comments." And I was like, "The comments were all about like how my last name was Butts and how hilarious that was." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Sometimes I forget." <laughs> Uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the Al fan base. Yeah, Those are my guys. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it was. That was a. That was such a wild day. Wow. It was so great to see Nina because obviously I've seen I've seen Nina grow up. Like, um, you know, not that I'm like super close to all the time, but like I would see her as a little girl, and then I'd see her bigger, and then I'd like I'd you know bring her to bed for him perform this way. <laughs> um, but it's it's so awesome and not surprising that like she's such an amazing woman that like you know, like it makes sense. She has the coolest parents in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely true. <laughs> I guess going back in timeline order to re- regain our timeline, we're we're back. Uh, right where we meet Dan for the first time. Oh, unless we want to talk about the accordion smash, or did we cover that? I can't remember like how we did the accordion smash. I think um, we had one that we were like prepared to like we're gonna destroy this. Let's get it on the first take, and then we had the extra pieces that I got from um, the guy uh, that we throw out <laughs> like down <laughs> as like for close-ups. Um, Mm. But yeah, we were fully prepared to uh, destroy that, uh, destroy that one. But we still had the hero one. Yeah. What ha- what, <laughs> what happens to the smashed accordion? I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. I think it goes like you know at the end of a movie, um, you know the company producers, production company Roku, Funny or Die, like they they're like what are the assets from the film and then you like have to make a big inventory and then like they put them in a box and it ends up in a warehouse like raiders of the lost ark because <laughs> um, i've literally never seen them ever again um but yeah it's sad like a lot of that stuff kind of goes that way um i pulled a few things that i grabbed for uh for al and eric um i actually made a little shadow box for al 
that I still haven't given it to him. It was funny because when Nina was here, I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, I should give this to you. And I was like, but it, I'm like, I kind of want to add more stuff to it. <laughs> um, and it's funny. The only reason I knew Al was in Hawaii was I talked to him after the Portugal, the man show. I, uh, you know, I texted with him and I was like, I was like, Hey, well you're in town. Do you want, I go, do you want to come by tomorrow and bring the shadow box? And he's like, I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll keep adding to it. Um, but yeah, I made him this little shadow box where it's like the background is like a Hawaiian print. And I have, um, I think two or three of the accordion magazines and I have <laughs> pieces from the broken statue of his face. Um, and then I have the hero, uh, Bologna package, which is pretty amazing. Oh yeah. It's cool. It's so great. <laughs> and then Eric, I gave, I think, the in, there's an intact uh, bust of Al that I gave to him that's in his office. Very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's such a fun project. I mean, literally, you couldn't ask for a better thing. Like, I wish, I, you know, I w- I'm going to say this out to the universe. Like, I hope we do. Uh, weird two, weird three, weird four. <laughs> oh, um, us two. We hope, we hope, hope you do a weird 27. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. We hope there's uh, tough bikers in all of them, at least two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm so that's so awesome that you're able to be in it. That's so great. And now I'm jealous. I'm like, I'm not even in it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to interview us <laughs> i know it's funny because i i uh i i asked and was able to be in the um the Wee herman movie that i did um but i was so dumb because i picked this part they were like there's a city planner he's like a architect there's no lines i'm like well that's great i don't want any lines but what i didn't realize when i read the script was like Oh, this is a night scene. So I'm like, I'm there at like two thirty in the morning, oh. and my wife's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm supposed to be on camera in a half an hour." I'm like, <laughs> um, so I basically like had to stay up all night for like a, a weird walk-on scene that you can't even notice I'm in. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna make that mistake again. <laughs> so I guess moving along. Um, before we uh, took a detour uh, to the accordion smash, we have the f- introduction of Dan, Mr. Daniel Radcliffe as Al, and we see him go up to a bulletin board and there's a whole bunch of flyers on there. Did you work on those flyers? We did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot more Easter eggs on this one. Obviously the, the big one that stands out is Cooney's karate school. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it makes sense right yeah it was right down the street. yeah it's perfect yeah Absolutely you never know perfect. who's gonna fly out that window <laughs> yeah now there was guitar lessons by jimmy uh is that a reference to jim west yes all right got uh, that easter egg <laughs> nice uh yeah there's one for an open mic is that the open mic that he goes to uh, I think it was, yeah, yeah. I think it even said the club. Uh, the club was maybe the club wasn't even mentioned in uh, in the show, but yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was for that little 
precursor to what's about to happen. Cool. Now, there was also um, a flyer about joining a band. Uh, I believe that's the one he actually rips, and then we see him yeah. go to the audition. But yep. I noticed the um, the phone number is a San Luis Obispo area code. Yeah. That was intentional? But Yeah, by design, yeah. <laughs> where does, oh, where does the number come from? The 555? No, it's... it's um... Yeah, it's 805-032-1287. Oh, maybe they allowed us to have something else. Normally with any movie or TV, it's supposed to be 555, but I think they recently allowed... Uh, a new thing for the first three letters, first three numbers, maybe. Hmm. I don't remember that. I remember we wanted to be San Luis Obispo. It looks like it's a made-up number. I haven't tried calling or anything. I did, but uh, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> I tried. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> of course, you did. I tried all the numbers yeah. we're going to talk about, and none of them worked. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, because there's another there's another flyer that has has a number that's uh, five zero one one two three four five six seven. That's just that's just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna fire probably two people. For that. <laughs> so we don't really get to see that full flyer, but it says green eyes, gray and black stripes, with a white belly. Uh, so I assume it's like a, a a lost cat. Yeah, it's a missing cat one. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, the area code for that one is Little Rock, Arkansas. Do we know what that was about, or wow. is it random? No, that is random. That, that's a far way for a cat to travel yeah. from uh, Little Rock, yeah. Arkansas to San Luis Obispo. Cats, cats can move. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, little lions. Um, that's wild. Um, okay, people aren't supposed to look that closely. Well. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, you forget who you're talking to. I you're know. talking to Dave and Ethan of Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. We're going to go this in depth through the entire movie. You go deep. I appreciate it. I'll have you know, Dan, I bought a brand new TV that supported 4K so I could play the Ultra HD version of <laughs> of the film so I could go frame by frame. Wow. So that is, that is commitment. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. The only other flyer is a, a flyer for a painter. Are there any Easter eggs that we missed in this scene, as, as far as you know? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> trying to think. No, I don't think so. You, you got them and then created something I didn't even know we did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. well, Ethan, I think you missed the uh, garage sale today sign as well. I think I did. Uh, it's, it's just a sign that says garage sale today with an arrow pointing to the left. Oh. That's all the information I have on it. <laughs> I, I forgot to write that one down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that either. <laughs> so right after this one, we actually see Al's apartment for the first time. And this is just, I feel completely laden with all sorts of Easter eggs. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> pull up a picture of that myself um yeah there's a lot there there was like i mean the big part i kind of wanted to put in there uh for al and for the people that like really really knew like the super back history of al was um we had like a drafting table set up in there with like right. architectural drawings because obviously like that's what he went to school for. <laughs> um, but uh, 
wasn't something that he was really super into so but wanted to kind of have that like backstory piece for the people that knew like right. oh like oh that makes sense he was there for oh yeah for that for school <laughs> but um but yeah there's uh there's some secret other stuff in there yeah yeah we see uh I think they have Jim kind of sketching as if maybe he's the architecture student in this universe. And then of course there is a Cal Poly pennant hanging yeah. up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good catch. <laughs> yeah. We, I don't think we could find that. So we actually handmade that. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. That's funny. So that's another thing. It was like, that was really for Al, but I'm glad that like other people appreciated that. <laughs> that's cool. So also on the wall is, uh, it looks like some MC Escher. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which of course, uh, not only is it Al's favorite MC, I I know he famously is a fan of MC Escher. Yeah. We see Bermuda reading a magazine called Youth and Beauty Magazine. (laughs) I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a funny choice for him. Um, Yeah. There is a it's so that's classic Bermuda, right? right? Come on. <laughs> I don't know if this was just uh, you know the era, but there is a, a lava lamp, which of course you know uh, I, yeah. shows up in in Weird Al lyrics. There is a duck on the table. Uh, is that a reference to "I Want a New Duck"? I don't think it was. Oh, I mean, yes, absolutely, it was. <laughs> Of course, is what I meant to say. <laughs> and then eagle-eyed viewers, I'm sure, notice something when Al goes over to the fridge. Yes. And I know we, we talked about Spatula City Magnet. We talked about the Big Edna's menu. And there's also a Dino's Pizzeria menu. Is that a reference to anything? I don't think so. I think it was just a cleared menu that we had to add, <laughs> add texture. Well, let's make it an yeah. Easter egg like we did with the uh, the duck. Yeah. Dino, of course, the name of the dog in Flintstones, which, of course, uh, Bedrock yeah. Anthem. And Dino could be pronounced Dino. And, of course, Al does Jurassic Park. So, obviously, that is the reference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I definitively meant to say right there. <laughs> What can you tell us about the artwork that's also on the fridge? It looks like some sort of uh, ape eating something or getting ready to rip apart something. I can't remember. I think it was just some cleared art that we okay rented. Okay. We were just trying to find fun things that could have uh, yeah been something him or he or his roommate would have had. <laughs> gotcha. Then, of course, Al goes to make the bologna sandwich, and we see on the counter... Both Captain Crunch and Raisin Bran from Eat It. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the My Bologna package. Did you design that or is that an actual package? We actually, that was so much harder than it should have been. Um, <laughs> we found images of uh, the Bologna from that time period. Um, and I think for a brief second, they were like, Oscar Mayer wants to be involved. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, they're going to give us the actual packaging. And I was like, okay. okay. And, um, but in the meantime, we um, kept building it. My art director, Jack, um, put that together. And um, yeah, it was randomly kind of a hard build because <laughs> we, um, just because the artwork wasn't super great from, um, what we had from Bologna at that time. 
Um, so there's a lot of cleanup involved. And then we had to find a package that kind of matched the package from that time, which also was a little different. And then obviously we had to put bologna in there that um, <laughs> wouldn't get super nasty during the day of our shoot. So I think we built that like a, you know, 3D version of a bologna stack. <laughs> so um, it's not actual bologna in there. Yeah. I think there is for like the take. I oh, think okay. props like put it in for the take when he actually makes a sandwich. But like um, when you're looking at it and stuff, and obviously in um, Al's beautiful shadow box that he may someday get, <laughs> um, it's fake. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. It looks so real. People that have seen it have been like, um, that's going to get real gross in there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, it's uh, not real. But it looks really real. Um, so, yeah, that was a. Uh, that was a little bit of an undertaking. Of course, not surprisingly, at the last minute, Oscar Mayer was like, oh, no, we're, we're good. We don't need to be involved. I was like, okay, I'm glad we put it together. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, it's labeled Steve. Yeah. Do you know who wrote Steve on there? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to look at that. Um, I, it might have been me. <laughs> It was probably either me or my art director, Jack. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so But great. I'm pretty good at writing Steve. I'm just not really good at writing Palindromes. <laughs> oh, just kidding. That was my other art director. <laughs> and was the decision for it to be Steve's pack of bologna, was that scripted out or was that something you got to uh, to weigh in on? I don't think that was me. I director. think that was Al or Eric. Yeah. Um, okay yeah which is is so funny i think it's a good that was a good uh a good idea <laughs> now there's other you know decor around the apartment any of it that stands out to you as as an easter egg or was it just more set decoration i think most of it was set deck it always it was all based on like what i felt like Al would have there like the things in the shelves I was like I think we had like a, a clapping monkey thing and like we had like yes the clapping monkey yeah like it was just weird things that I felt like oh you know what we also did we also took some of the um some of the things from his childhood uh room and put them in there I don't know that you actually read them but I thought that would be kind of cool. Like, oh, he's kept some of these things like his whole life. Right. Like, um, the Mad Magazine thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I see, though, he's given up on the poster of Dr. Demento, however. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. that We we actually shot his apartment was maybe, it might have been the first day. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. a lot of the lawyers were still... So, freaking out about it yeah um, which is kind of a bummer because i would have loved to have a lot of time with uh to work on that set because yeah. it was so much fun yeah but, um and that was probably our biggest build actually of all the sets we did like we because we had to kind of fabricate the whole uh kitchen and um mm. there was a lot of like construction that went on to that set um more so than most was it an actual building you were filming in it was it was a building and like we liked it because um of these windows that had this great natural light 
and um it sounds so silly but like you know the direction it was facing and stuff was great for um our lighting and and all that and so we kind of built within that it was like kind of an empty space and so we kind of refinished it and we added um we added the kitchen and the cabinets like <laughs> it's really hard to find cabinets of that period um but I found some guy in Craigslist that had just torn <laughs> out like this house. It was about to be destroyed. He pulled out all the cabinets um, and was selling them on Craigslist for like a, a cheap, like, you know, 800 bucks or something for like all these counters and cabinets. And I was like, that's great. He's like, well, the deal is you have to take all of them. And I was like, well, we don't really need that many of them. He's like, no, you have to take all of them. Like, okay. And so we went and it was like in the crazy basement of this guy's house. Oh, no. And so uh, my whole art team, like all our PAs, my art director, we all went and it was like four trips in a van. We like borrowed somebody's van <laughs> and we hauled all these cabinets out of this guy's basement. And then, we kind of Frankenstein them into this um, <laughs> kitchen that we made for for them. Um, it worked out, but man, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of work. In, in a real show, you would just draw it up, and like construction guys would build it. Right. And it would be beautiful. But in our movie, it was like, no, you get a Craigslist, and you find some crazy guy that has a bunch of weird <laughs> cabinet pieces in a basement. Um, so. <laughs> just part of the magic what did she do with the other stuff just toss it somewhere yep yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah and you did when you go to someone on craigslist do they know it's for weird the el yankovic story or do they not ask those kind of questions no you only kind of use that if you have to or it helps you Ooh. uh and it does okay. i mean al is like al is like the kind of thing that like it does help you you know what i mean like you know even with our graphic artist Lori, it's like she's the most busy woman in the world and it's like i'm like i'm doing a weird owl movie she's like what the fuck do you need you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like i'm like, yeah. I'm like okay you're my you're my people um and that happened that happened time and time again like you know we'd like you know we'd it was you know obviously not a big budget so it's like we'd constantly be asking for favors and stuff and people were like oh weird al yeah nope, not a problem <laughs> done but then sometimes they would be like isn't daniel radcliffe in it and you're like yeah and they're like so it's a big budget movie you're like no no it's not it's not <laughs> we have 24 dollars <laughs> <laughs> like really daniel radcliffe really like yeah he's working at scale like <laughs> so oh man but but everybody out there is like willing to help uh al with whatever they all want to be a part of it so we we got a lot of extra amazing talent even in my crew like we had set dressers you know which are the people that like um you know dress the set the decorator like picks out the stuff and the set dressers um they like dress it in and things and our budget was so small that like we had um you know our the rates weren't great um but we were able to get like amazing crew because people were like it's the weird owl movie we're like yeah we're like okay 
I was like, well, the rate's only this. They're like, that's cool. Can I meet Al? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So poor Al, like the first day, I'm like, hey, Al, this is Jerry. He's in the art department. This is Joanne. She's in the art department. It's like, okay, why am I meeting everybody? And I'm like, because I got them at 20% less than their rate. Every handshake is a few hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Out. That just saved us a bunch of money. That bought us that cool lamp yeah. in, the, in the bar. Uh, so after Al, you know, writes and records the song, he's filling out an envelope to mail it to the Captain Buffoon show. And to my eyes, it looks like Al's handwriting for the Al Yankovic and the Captain Buffoon show. I don't think it was. Like, did Al write that actual envelope? No, no, the prop department did that. And I thought they just did that on their own. Wow. But maybe they they, they, they nailed they if they did they they nailed Al's handwriting. Yeah. Oh, that's I, good. I, they're they're real. It, they, it looks yeah. They did a great. It job. looks exactly like something that Al would have written. Yeah, I agree with Ethan on that one. I, I thought I thought that was where Al's handwriting as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it was funny because that was our first day of shooting um, the apartment, and I think for the. I knew, but for the rest of the crew, they didn't realize that like Al would actually be there. Oh, like okay, overseeing, and so like everyone was like super freaked out, um, in a good way, just kind of geeking out, like <laughs> holy shit, Al is sitting on the couch in the apartment, the real Al. <laughs> and so, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if if like they like went over and consulted him and and had him be involved in that um that's altogether possible but i remember it was just funny because i saw him sitting in the set and he's just you know he's being out and thinking about things and like the script and like things like that and um just watching the, I would just sit and watch the rest of the crew just kind of like trip out by like, that's really amazing. Like, I'm like, what did you think was going to happen here? <laughs> he wrote it. It's kind of about him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, the next uh, big scene is Al in the Scotty Brothers office. And yeah. it, it looks perfect. I mean, I remember when Dave and I first saw the trailer for the film and we spotted that like the gold records had the actual Scotty brothers logos on them. Like we freaked out at the attention to detail that went in. So glad that you, I'm so glad that you caught that. (laughs) Well, of course we did. I I really am. That's like, it was so much work to do that. And uh, it's funny because that was also one of our early scenes and, um, you know, my whole thing going into this is like, I want Al to be happy. I want Al to be proud. Right. Um, and so <laughs> that was like one of the big deals. I was like, I want the records to be on the wall that would be on the wall. And so we went deep. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we realized that like, the band survivor you know they had a gold record in you know whatever year it was oh wow somewhere in america like leif garrett had a gold 45 <laughs> and so we did all that and the other thing was i we actually and this is I, i've said this before but like 
this is the fun part of my job is like doing deep, deep research. So I like, I learned about the Scotty brothers, who they were and like how they were. And you know, they were, it's a, it's a crazy crew. Um, (laughs) But like one of the things I learned early on that I thought was so funny was like, the guy was like, I'm really into tigers. And like one of their, their early logos was a tiger. And so I'm like, Laura, our set decorator, found this amazing like ceramic tiger and i was like that would be so funny in the office and like it was the first thing al picked up on he walked in he's like that's amazing and i was like thank you it was like um but i'm so glad that you like caught that whole thing because we actually had to recreate the scotty brothers logo for the 45s um which was like randomly like not easy to do. Like there was a lot of cleanup. There wasn't great like um, versions oh. of it online. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it was like a lot of work. And I, I know a, a lot of times my art crew was like, why, why are we doing this again? <laughs> like, <laughs> is anyone going to see this? And it was like, damn it, everybody. One day I'm going to be on a podcast and they're going to fucking ask me about this. <laughs> <laughs> so get to work no, <laughs> you, you crack your whip <laughs> exactly <laughs> put the shackles back on and get back to the computer um but it's cool but it was great because i you know al walked in and like he, when he saw all the records and stuff it was like oh he he dug it yeah um oh so cool so there's another uh, piece of paper that comes into play in this scene, and it's uh, where Daniel as Al is, is uh, or well, this is weird because there's there's two Al's in this scene. There's, there's Al Yankovic as one of the Scotty brothers, and there's there's Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. So yeah. I say Weird Al. It, it's, it might be confusing here, but uh, I'll use the actor's name. So when when Al Yankovic hands Daniel Radcliffe uh, the contract, it yeah. turns out to be a menu for a Chinese food place called Dragon Gate. Any background on why Dragon Gate uh, worked into this prop? I can't remember how he came up with Dragon Gate. Was it just possibly one that you may have you may have had uh, cleared already for yeah, some other reason? Yeah, maybe. I'm sure um, our prop master jam probably like pitched a few ideas, and that's what they ended up with, and then that's what cleared legally. Mm. Um, as you're getting a lot from this podcast, um, lawyers oh, yeah. uh, have a lot to do with movies. <laughs> it sounds um, like it. <laughs> it turns out, which is super annoying. Sure does. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it was like one of the cleared names we were allowed yeah. to use. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, and Ethan, there's a phone number on here. Did you call it three one zero one eight nine three four five six? I sure did, and uh, it does not work, but it is a Los Angeles area code, <laughs> so very appropriate. Wow. Oh, that's too bad. Their dumplings are really good. <laughs> it's funny because I was able to um, pause and read the menu. And it basically everything on the left side, except for the names, or is it is identical. So like the food descriptions are just oh, like yeah. copy and pasted, and um, honestly, you wouldn't notice unless <laughs> you really went hardcore like I did. Um, but yeah, so many people are being fired based on this conversation. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's great, and uh, I love their office, and I mean, 
Will Forte and yeah, Al. Played. That's actually <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, I love Will Forte so much. He, we had him on Fly the Concords as well. Yeah. Um, so good. But uh, those offices were actually that location was the same offices they used to shoot um, the first season of Mad Men. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. How neat. Yeah. I only knew that because my wife randomly was an actress in Mad Men. Oh, wow. <laughs> was like, she's like, where'd you shoot? I'm like, we shot there, the, the floor. And she's like, oh, that's where we shot the first season. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> wow. Now now we get to the most important scene of the entire film, uh, hands oh. down. <laughs> it is, of course, the Cobra Pit scene. What can you tell us about you know, getting that ready, uh, the location, everything, anything and everything you can tell us about the Cobra pit. Um, well, we were all just kind of starstruck that day because, uh, in our audience for the Cobra pit, um, we had Dave and Ethan and, um, <laughs> and, uh, we were all, we couldn't really focus on what we were doing because we heard that day that, um, some of our actors were going to be, uh, these famous podcasters. Um, and let, and let me what? guess, you Who? just you sat back and you just watched everyone geek out that Dave and Ethan yep. were on set. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that was a. Uh, I feel like that was early on our schedule too, right? You were there. Yeah, it was. It was. When I was think that? the fourth day or. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, I think it was four. Four day four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a. Yeah, that was a fun set. It was also weird in that. Um, not weird, but like a challenge in that we had to do a backstage that wasn't connected to the real stage. The real stage that we shot on was like super shallow and didn't have an actual backstage, but we had a whole backstage scene. Um, so we had to kind of mirror, you know, we'd like make a curtain for the stage and then use, uh, the same curtain for the backstage and then like do these things that kind of connected that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had flyers on that too, where there were some Easter eggs, but I can't, I don't think we ever shot it. We had, cause we had a bulletin board there as well. Yeah. There are some flyers uh, hanging up on the wall of the backstage area, but they're, they're a little difficult to read. Maybe Ethan and his uh, 4k <laughs> HD might have gotten a better glimpse of it than I could yeah. though. Yeah. I think actually we, we, um, we did analyze those when the trailer came out and it, it just, I think was advertising the open mic. And I think it, uh, mentioned skunk barf on them. Yeah. Yeah. The skunk barf thing was super fun. They yeah. like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like such a random, a random thing. We'll call them skunk barf. And then, um, one of our PAs, Jenny Whipple, who's like, um, she had been working with us just a little while, but she was a huge Al fan as was her whole family. Um, and she's an amazing illustrator. And so when it first came that like, we were going to like, Oh, we might need like a logo for skunk bar. Um, I was like, you on that? And she was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> She like, she did like a bunch of versions and it was funny. Cause I would tweak them. I was like, I would, I get really into graphics too much. And, um, I was like, no, I want it like maybe the the barf spells out skunk barf. And so she would do a version of that. And then it was uh, not surprising. It was her original uh, drawing that was the winner. Right. <laughs> um, the Eric's like, this is amazing. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, yeah. And as you know, that became our, uh, our rap shirt as well. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. We're hoping to get yeah, one. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great logo. It can happen. I know some people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you really even see the logo too well in the, the film. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a passing glance. Uh, but Dave and I, I think... got to stare at it all day and we loved it. <laughs> Oh, it was yeah, it was incredible. I think we didn't we do it on a kick drum as well. Yeah, no? it's yeah, it's on the drum. It's it's on yeah, it's on the drum, and that's where you see it most prominently. Yeah, it's a great logo. It is it's really great. Yeah. Oh, I love the logo. I mean, maybe my throw up one might have been better, but no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, we want shirts of the other logo. <laughs> no, um, no, Eric made the right choice again. Um. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you guys up. I know. I know okay. Okay. Well, th- <laughs> thank you. Oh, perfect. I feel like I owe you a thank lot you, after yes. this. I'm taking notes. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they want one of the newspapers from Performance <laughs> Way. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, once Al gets his uh, shadow box, then then you can deliver our uh, yeah. our stuff. Yeah, we <laughs> can work on our shadow box. I know. I have one space in his shadow box. I'm trying to figure out what the hell to go in there, but I'll figure it out. Picture of Dave and I. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll that'll give him a smile. So there, there's one Easter egg in that scene. This is a little in the uh, bar scene, which is a little hard to see. But Ethan and I, again, we were staring at it all day, so we we picked up it immediately. And that is on uh, one of the guitar players for Skunk Barf on their guitar. There was a 27. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, Weird Al's number twenty seven yep. in there, so we we definitely pick that oh, one yeah. up. I don't think you can see it in yeah. the film though, unless uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's a little hard I think to you're pick right. up. There was the only a few places um, we put that, and I think the first time Al saw it was when we did um, below the stadium for the concert. Yeah, the backstage one. Was, yeah, yeah, he was he was super excited about that. <laughs> because <laughs> it wasn't anything we ever talked about i was just like i'm just gonna do these things and uh hope that he digs it so well dan i am happy to tell you that i actually uh and i'll include dave and i'll include our friend kenneth in this uh we contributed an easter egg in the film that maybe you don't know about what so i'm of course standing there in with my uh leather vest and if you look on my leather vest i'm wearing a single button and that button is exactly the same as the I Love Lucy button that Weird Al wore in the I Love Rocky Road music video. So that is a nice. very hidden, very hard to see uh, Easter egg. Wow. <laughs> that, is a, that is a deep cut. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my our friend Kenneth, he tracked down one that is identical to the one that Al wore. So that is... Amazing. Little homage. So we, we we did our best, you know, while we were <laughs> <laughs> avoiding the crew who were trying to get our autographs. Of course, yeah, the throngs. I remember them. I remember security trying to keep people away from you. It was nuts. <laughs> now watching the scene, you know, right at the intro, we see um, you know people fighting outside, and we see the exterior, and there's a big cobra pit sign. I don't remember. Did we see that when we were there, Dave, or is that something that was added later? No, we did that in post. The the big one up top. Yeah, yeah, that was post. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. The the big one up top definitely wasn't there, but I th- I believe the little uh, the little clipboard sign was. Yeah, was we had there. like a sandwich board right, one that right. was there. Yeah. yeah. And I can't. I think it just said open mic night. I think. 
what kind of blew my mind was I think it was a few months later that I made the connection in my head that I had actually been to the Virgil years earlier to see like comedy shows a few times. But while I was there in person, it was so different that I had no no idea. Nice. So you guys did a great job. <laughs> it tricked me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was weird because the bar with the this is such a stupid like inside baseball art department thing, but the bar was like the face of the bar was super fancy and I, you know, we didn't want it to be that kind of place. So right. um, we actually like, I uh, cut some like wood paneling that we kind of put against it to kind of like make it more like biker barish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I don't think anyone even notices, <laughs> but I, I would have if it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. Yeah, we kind of did whatever we could to kind of like um, dirty it up because it's the Virgils. It's it's a nice place. We we actually remember at one point uh, there was a delay in shooting because like a, a beer keg fell and exploded or something. Did, did you hear about that? I, I, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, that's another Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh, that was such a cool cool experience and such a great scene. That's yeah, so that was... so awesome that you were able to be there. Yeah, that was a great that was a great that was a great scene. Great day to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Pat, and that was the introduction oh, yeah. of uh, Doctor Demento. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, right. Being in the same room with uh, with uh, Patton Oswalt, Rain Wilson, Michael McKeon, Daniel Radcliffe. I yeah. mean, Weird Al, Eric Appel. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's super, it's super cool. And I understand, Dan, you were too shy to come say hi to us that day. I was a little nervous. I was a little, I was too freaked out. Yeah. Because I was like, is it bad to have them sign something for me? And like, <laughs> like, if they sign my butt, is that like too personal? Like, is it weird? <laughs> Um, so I kind of freaked out and then my crew kind of talked me down and then, um, took me out of there, uh, which was probably the right move. Uh, yeah. Um, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you're able to be in that scene too. That's like such a great scene. Oh, it was, yeah, it was just, oh, such a... it was, it was cool that yeah. like Patton was able to be, be there too for that, you know, cause like to be, to include him somehow in it, you know, it like. It was, it was glad. It was just cool that he was able to be in it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I think we're ready to move on to the grotto, which is the pool party. Yeah. Well, we need to stop the interview right there, but we've still got more to cover. So stay tuned for more with Dan Butts on a future episode. But in the meantime, we'd like to once again thank Dan for being such a great guest and sharing so many great insights about his projects with us. We cannot wait for you to hear more of this pretty stinking majestic interview. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota beautiful, it's also celebratory. Monday, September 11th, 2023 marked an important date in Darwin, Minnesota history. Residents of Darwin, Minnesota gathered and celebrated one of their own with a long overdue dedication. The Darwin Community Legacy Foundation marked this date with the extremely apropos dedication of Francis Johnson Corner. Wait, they gave the guy known for making something big and round... A corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. The dedication took place at the museum and featured speakers 
Dave Kelly and past guest and friend of the podcast, Mayor Josh Johnson, as well as unnamed special guests. Ooh, who do you think the special guests were? I think they were Dave and Ethan. Oh, I doubt it. I think we'd know. Besides, there was already a Dave on the list with Dave Kelly. Darwin, Minnesota is not likely to have two Daves speak at such an important event. Well, do you think we should note that the dedication program started at 5.30 p.m. Twine Ball time and was followed by a community picnic at 6 p.m. Twine Ball time? Uh, no, nah, I don't think that's relevant. Well, should we note that the community picnic was held at Schoolhouse Park, the very same park that hosted my birthday celebration on July 24th, 2022? Uh, yeah, definitely mention that. Do you think they fixed the picnic shelter by now? I don't know. Do you think this event was sanctioned? So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next sanctioned expedition. Discover Darwin more than just a twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Wizard Burger, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Matt, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Ron, Scott, and UH Jeff. Also thanks to Togus Rose 27 and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every one of our bonus episodes, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the very first to hear each and every one of our brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the instant they drop. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community over at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rumped Agouti-related conversations. You can find both of those linked over on our website, as well as information about past guests and episodes over at 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com. And while you're there, you might as well click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, X, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, if you do not subscribe, you will be eaten by a dinosaur. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via official patent-pending 27-hour-day podcast hotline 347 spatula, as seen in the Ringo Award-winning The Illustrated Al. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call and you might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to our guest, Dan Butts, for joining us this episode. Thank you to Jeff McClelland, Marnie Farlow, Spencer Parks, Owen Watson, Kenneth Gwynneth, Javier Valdez, J. 
Jackson Scoggins, Ryan Rogers, and John Bermuda Schwartz. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to the Emmy-nominated Weird Al Yankovic, as his podcast probably would not exist without him. Thank you for choosing David Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, and until next time, remember to get and chill, keep listening to Weird Al, and stay cheesy. So what do you think really is going on with Z2 Comics and this mini accordion? I don't know, but I just have this strong suspicion that they did get them, but they were just like a little too big, so they wouldn't qualify as a mini accordion and they were embarrassed, so they just like have them in dryers, like running nonstop, just hoping that they're just going to get small enough. But why not just tell us that? Surely the Weird Al superfans who pre-ordered such a premium product would enjoy something silly like that. I mean, at this point, I'd just be happy for an update. It doesn't even have to be a silly one. That was Dave Nathan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 205-inch. Somebody once told me the world is Damn it, everybody. One day I'm going to be on a podcast and they're going to fucking ask me about this. So get to work.